Support comes from Adelaide Interiors. Their design team can expertly manage every detail of your renovation and remodeling project from start to finish. From bathrooms to kitchens, appliances, cabinets, countertops, flooring, and coverings. More at Adelaide.com. Support for The Zest comes from People's Gas, delivering clean, efficient, and affordable natural gas for cooking at home with precise temperature control. More at floridasenergy.com. Well, its average temperature is about 70 degrees. So 68 to 73, it can fluctuate in there. Some of our plants like it a little warmer, some like it a little bit cooler. But I can tell you, it's a perfect sunny day in there every day. I'm Delia Colon, and this is The Zest, citrus, seafood, Spanish flavor, and Southern charm. The Zest celebrates cuisine and community in the Sunshine State. If you haven't already, please take a moment to rate and review The Zest right now in your podcast app. This helps other foodies to find us. Thanks so much. Today, we'll meet the co-founder of St. Petersburg's Brick Street Farms. It's an urban agribusiness that combines timeless farming practices with new technology to create plants that she says are better for the environment and just plain taste better. When you picture a farm, what comes to mind? Acres of crops, wide open spaces, well, you're about to meet a farmer who's updating that image for the 21st century. Shannon O'Malley is the co-founder and CEO of Brick Street Farms in St. Petersburg's Warehouse Arts District. It's a hydroponic farm that uses climate-controlled shipping containers to grow produce. In our conversation, Shannon shares why she and her husband, Brad Doyle, started Brick Street Farms, why so many chefs prefer their kale to other brands, and how Brick Street products ended up in hundreds of Publix supermarkets. My husband and I started Brick Street Farms in late 2015 with the sole mission to bring production to the point of consumption. So our goal was to take urban agriculture and turn it up a notch. Now, how exactly do you turn it up a notch? Well, we started with uh, shipping containers. So we take upcycled shipping containers and we convert each one into an indoor hydroponic farm. So each shipping container is called a farm and multiple containers is called a hub. So our hub is located in the Warehouse Arts District and each farm is uh, two and a half to three acres of traditional farmland. So we're able to produce a tremendous amount of leafy greens, herbs, and flowers in a very small space. Oh my goodness. So just run down some of the leafy greens, herbs, and flowers that you do produce, because it's pretty amazing. Yeah. So each of our containers, there's no chemicals, there's no pesticides, no dirt, no bugs. So all of our products were certified non-GMO and everything is wash free. Some of the varieties that we grow are baby romaine, spinach, mixed kales, shard, collard greens, all of the herbs such as basil and thyme and oregano. We grow over 44 different varieties. I can't get over the shipping containers. What gave you that idea? Like talk me through the very beginning of this. Was there a prototype? Did you happen to have a spare shipping container? Well, I like to joke that all great companies start in a garage. So Brick Street Farms was started in my garage in like early 2015, late 2014. So we started actually with a raised garden bed. I'm a prolific gardener, master gardener, originally from Pennsylvania. 
And I tried doing the same thing down here in Florida and it was tough. And I give so much credit to the farmers down here in Florida, sandy soil, salinated water, lots of pests. And so I ended up converting my garage into a hydroponic growing space. And then I added climate control to it and things just took off from there. Uh, my husband and I completely self-funded this company to start. So we didn't have the money for like a big warehouse. And in hindsight, that made us better for it because it made us be extremely basically conservative and very intentional in our designs and very intentional in, in what we did. And so we couldn't afford a warehouse, so we bought a shipping container. And I'm an electrical engineer, my husband's software development, and we hired the other skills that we didn't have, and in comes Brick Street Farms. That's amazing. Paint a picture for me. If I visit Brick Street Farms, what is that experience like? Kind of walk me through it. Well, if you come and visit our facility here in the Warehouse Arts District, we've got 16 shipping container farms on our lot right here. We have a 17th container farm that's actually on site at the Greenwise Market in Lakeland, like right in front of the grocery store that services that store. So we're servicing over 50 acres of farmland on a third of an acre lot right here in the uh, arts district. So it's pretty incredible when you come in and you see all these shipping containers lined up and it's over 50 acres of farmland just sitting here. So as you walk past 50 acres of farmland, you can come into our retail market. So we have an on-site year-round farmer's market that's open every day except for Mondays. And we sell all of our varieties right here in the market. And then we also sell a lot of other locally grown fruits, vegetables, produce, and tons of other products from local makers. We try to support local as much as possible. But as you walk past 50 acres of farmland to come into the store, it's pretty incredible to realize that not only are we certified non-GMO, but we're not even connected to the sewer system. So there's no runoff. So all of our nutrients are completely organic plant-based so not only are we not connected to the sewer system but we reclaim and reuse all of our water and our nutrients so there's no runoff whatsoever so when you hear a lot about traditional agriculture that's kind of you hear what's going on with you know lake okeechobee and you know other issues that are going on we're not participating in that in any way shape or form so it's a pretty incredible experience pre-covid we used to offer tours on the regular. Unfortunately, now you're going to have to check out our LinkedIn profile or our YouTube channel, and you can see all of the videos of the inside of the farms. I would love to see that. Now, explain to me, because my head just isn't getting it, how 50 acres of produce can be grown in such a small space. Yes. Well, inside of our shipping containers, if you check out our YouTube channel, we have tons of videos of the inside of the farms. It just looks like a spaceship when you go inside of it. And there's horizontal shelving down each side of the container. And there's six levels. And of the six levels, there's six channels per level. And we grow year round. So every time we harvest, that plant is immediately replaced with a new seedling. So for example, an average soil farm will get about six harvests a year. We get 11 to 13 harvests a year. So we're continuously growing. 
Another fun fact for how we're able to grow so much is because we grow 40 to 50% faster than traditional soil farms. So for example, 90 to 95% of lettuce is grown in Southern California and Western Arizona. And then of course it has to truck, you know, it takes three weeks and it has to go 3000 miles to get here. With all of that, we are able to grow, it takes them about nine to 11 weeks to grow a full head of romaine. For example, and we're able to grow a full head of romaine in about six weeks. So not only do we grow faster, we're able to have more harvests, which is how we get to that great big number. How is that possible? Is that because you're sort of recreating the conditions necessary for it to grow? This is where your, your science mind comes into play, I guess. Yes. Not only are we recreating, but we are creating the ideal rainbows and unicorn version of environment that all of the plants are looking for. You know, when a plant is out in mother nature, they have to overcome droughts, you know, wind storms, think down here, we've got hurricanes, tropical storms, we've got pests galore. So plants are constantly battling the environment around them. And there's also a great deal of crop loss that happens as a result of that. Not only are we creating a nice, safe environment, we're providing the optimal environment for those plants to grow. So they are not spending any energy fighting off pests or fighting climate. They're putting all of their energy into growing. So they're able to grow faster. That's cool. Now, is there any trade-off? Is there a downside to that? Like, are the plants going to not be as strong because they didn't have to overcome obstacles? <laughs> that is a great question. And for example, if you eat our kale, it's really nice and soft and tender, which people tend to prefer than some real mealy or tough kale that really needs to be broken down. So. Soft isn't necessarily a bad thing, but the plants definitely are more flavorful as a result because we get to tweak not only the environment, but the nutrients. So they really taste like greens. I mean, you can really taste the flavor profile of everything from our spinach to our, our butter lettuce. So since our plants, we're starting with non-GMO seeds with highly nutrient plant-based. So yourself, you mentioned that you are a vegetarian or a vegan. There are no animal products of any kind. There's no animal products in our fertilizers. We don't use any manures. So all of the makeup that goes into the plants is completely natural at that point in time. So they just have a really great, healthy flavor to them. Oh, I love that. And I like the idea of not massaging my kale. It's like, I don't have time to get a massage, but my kale does. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Your kale is ready to go. So our kale is very popular with chefs, actually. Yes, it can be sauteed, which it cooks very fast, like a spinach, but also uh, it's nice and tender and soft, which is excellent for a salad. You mentioned Publix Greenwise. How did you get your products into Publix? Just for the, the entrepreneurs out there, this is like everyone's dream. So how did that happen? My goodness. It was a cross between fate and serendipity. You know, Brick Street Farms starting in 2015, we've really built up a pretty great brand recognition in West Central Florida. You know, our name has become synonymous with just an absolutely delicious, beautiful and tasty product. So kind of word of that had made its way to Publix being a, a local company. And they approached us in the summer of 2018 to partner with their Greenwise Markets. 
So the Greenwise markets are basically their higher end all organic uh, store. And so they were very interested in introducing a hydroponic partner and they wanted to put our container right on site. And so that that container feeds the store. They're really trying to connect the consumer with the product and Brick Street Farms gave them that avenue in order to do that. Well, once we installed the container on site with the brand recognition, basically we couldn't have been happier with consumer demand. So it really is the consumers that allowed us to expand with Publix. So we started with just a couple of Greenwises, and now we're in over 270 public stores in West Central Florida. That's amazing. That's like a Shark Tank success story. All because people are buying it. Now, why do you think so many people want this? Because there are other urban farms around Florida, but you guys have just like struck lightning hit you or something. Why do you think your formula has been so successful? Well, I can certainly appreciate the sentiment. You know, it's, it's always wonderful to hear, especially when you're, you're in it day in and day out. I think a couple of reasons. One, our product is just amazing. I mean, it's delicious and it's highly consistent. When folks have non-GMO, no pesticides, no chemicals, wash-free, it's incredibly convenient. So folks, even with other local farms, they might be traditional soil farms, Folks like the convenience of our product, which, you know, in today's busy world and everything we have going on, convenience is key. I think the flavor profile and supporting a family business, you know, husband and wife team that started this company, of course, we have expanded well beyond just the two of us now. But I think people like the idea of knowing their farmer, knowing the company, the fact that they can come and visit the farm. There's a lot of other even local farms where people don't maybe get to see it. And we're front and center in downtown St. Pete. People can come in, see our farms. We've got videos galore. I think that there's a real connection. And we also have a lot of fun with our branding. We're trying to make uh, Leafy Greens, try to give them a personality. And I think people are connecting with that. Oh, for sure. I love your Instagram. You've got the Bucks flag hanging in one of the containers. It's like you guys are really in the moment, whatever's going on in the culture. And you're growing vegetables that have been around for thousands of years. Kind of funny how that happens. Uh, we're trying to make farming cool again, I guess. You know, you know, we're trying to make our brand fun and approachable and not take ourselves too seriously. And when you, I think you combine that with something that just tastes really freaking good, we're seeing that connection with, with our consumers. Now, why is it important for the local farmers, not just you and your husband, but for any local farmer? You talked about the benefits to the consumer. It tastes better. It's more fresh. We feel good about supporting our community. It's not coming from across the country. But why is it important for all of us to support local agriculture? Well, that is one of the main reasons why we got into this. You know, uh, to go back to one of our fundamental mission statements is to bring production to the point of consumption. You know, in this world that we're living in today and even post-pandemic, I think that just really highlighted the fact that people want a connection. They want to know where their food comes from. You know, we've started seeing this trend a few years ago. I think 2020 has just accelerated, you know, that, that thirst for, you know, knowledge and connection that people have with what they're putting in their bodies. And, you know, if we're going to feed, you know, a billion more people by 2030, we're going to have to learn how to do more with less resources. I mean, we use a tenth of the resources 
to grow a tremendous amount of, of production. And we're going to just have to continue to get better and better. Bonus, we have virtually zero carbon footprint. We deliver within a 30 mile radius of where we're at. So we're really conscious of our impact on the environment around us. Is this something that anyone could do? You said you started in your garage and obviously we don't have your level of expertise, but I am terrible at growing things. I don't care what advice I get. It never works for me. The only thing I've been able to grow are the plants in my arrow garden that's on my kitchen countertop, which is kind of what you said. It's like creating a false little world of unicorns and rainbows that's like perfect for growing plants. So is this hydroponic gardening something that I could do? Well, there's a lot of hydroponic home kits that can be done that we can strongly recommend for people. But doing it at this scale is really hard. Here's, I, I, I will admit it. You know, a lot of people have this misconception that because it's a, just a highly sophisticated, highly automated container, that it's like a set it and forget it. And I can tell you, absolutely not. Mother Nature still has a mind of her own, no matter what you're doing. And to produce right now over basically 40 tons of leafy greens a year out of this hub, the level of science and oversight that it takes to produce at this scale, you know, is pretty tough. I think that when you're, if you're doing it from a home hobbyist, there's a lot of great hydroponic kits that you can do. Aero Garden is a great example and several others that you could put in your kitchen or in your garage. I think when you start to get to a scale that we're at and to meet like the consumer demand, it's a completely different game. But what we've done, you know, Brick Street Farms has basically allowed us to build a container that is centered on the grower. And what we've done is now we've spun off our sister company, Thrive Containers. And Thrive Containers is our manufacturing arm. And what we've done now is we've built a container centered around the grower to get you the highest yields and the highest ROI. And our containers are available for sale. Who's buying these? Would it be like Joe Schmo putting one in his backyard? Well, you could. It is quite the investment, time and financial commitment. But some of the great examples are universities. So universities are very interested. We've got accredited internships with University of Florida, Eckerd, and USF. We've got a lot of students you know, that work with us and do internships with us. We've got universities and we've also got, you know, people that are interested in growing as a business. So there are opportunities for people to, you know, purchase these if they're interested in starting their own company as well. That makes sense. Universities. When you were still in your garage, is there something you had to learn the hard way? (laughs) I think I still learn everything the hard way. So I think what you really have to learn is as much as we can monitor and control the environment, like I said, Mother Nature still has a mind of her own and you still need to listen and monitor the plants. You can really only push them so far until they push back. And so you do have to basically take into content what you're doing. You have to do it with consideration and care. The single most important thing to maintain when doing hydroponics is the health of your water, the health of your water and your nutrients. And uh, if your tanks are healthy, you're going to have healthy plants. So the single hardest thing and single most important thing to maintain is your water system and your tanks. So that really is as much an art as it is a science. What's the temperature inside one of those containers? 
Well, its average temperature is about 70 degrees. So 68 to 73, it can fluctuate in there. Some of our plants like it a little warmer, some like it a little bit cooler. But I can tell you it's a perfect sunny day in there every day. I'm thinking like my parents in Ohio need to get one of those and then they can just be in Florida whenever they want. Absolutely. I mean, people have this misconception because we live in the South. We have a longer growing season. We actually have a longer growing season up in Ohio and in Pennsylvania. So these containers are good for cold climates as well as hot climates. That's a really good point. I haven't asked you yet, why is it called Brick Street Farms? <laughs> we get that question a lot. I had about 15 different names that I was interested in. And basically, we're trying to become a modern farming company. We are a modern farming company. And we're trying to bring you know farming into the 21st century and make it attractive again. So I didn't want to call it O'Malley's Farm or Doyle's Farm, my last name or my husband's last name. So I wanted something that really had an urban industrial vibe to it. And we also, our first location was coincidentally on a brick street. So I think it all just kind of came together. Perfect. I love that. Do you have any recipes that you would recommend? Like, what's one of your more popular items and what do people do with it? Or what do you do with it? So first of all, if you go to our webpage, we have an entire recipe section. And if you go to our Instagram, we've got a whole host of recipe videos to follow that are just absolutely delicious. And we promote recipes from other local chefs that use our product. But our two most popular items, number one is our butter lettuce. The large leaves can be used for a wrap. So we have a lot of folks that do Thai, Thai chicken wraps or Thai veggie wraps with raw vegetables and a hummus on it. It's just an absolutely delicious way to avoid the bread or the carbs. And our second most popular item here at the market is our arugula. So our arugula is very peppery, very spicy. And a lot of folks will use that not only as an arugula salad with some really good olive oil, lemon juice, and salt. That's really all it needs. But if you want to do something a little bit more creative, you can use it on top of a focaccia or some sort of flatbread. It's absolutely delicious. Oh, that all sounds so good. Well, Shannon, it was so nice to chat with you. Is there anything else you want to mention? Well, I just love to point out that Brick Street Farms is located in downtown St. Petersburg, Florida. I highly encourage anybody who's able to come and visit, please come check out the farm and the farm market. You can also check out and shop online, which is another great opportunity. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, Shannon O'Malley from Brick Street Farms, it was really nice to chat with you and I, I feel like I need to eat something green now. Wonderful. This was really fun. Shannon O'Malley is the co-founder and CEO of Brick Street Farms in St. Petersburg. We've got a link to Brick Street's poppin' Instagram page and the farm's recipe for butterhead burger wraps with homemade aioli. You'll find both at our website, thezestpodcast.com. I'm Delia Colon. I produce The Zest with help from Cheyenne Jaglal and Mark Hayes. Copyright 2021, WUSF Public Media.